Hello, athletes. Welcome to one more episode of the Athletic School Podcast. Today, our guest speaker was Stephen Brooks. Uh, we talk about his two years in Afghanistan serving the army and how he got three degrees. We also talk about stoicism, how to get out of your comfort zone, and how books helped him throughout his career. So I hope you guys enjoy, and if you do, make sure you share that with a friend. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us in the podcast. I really appreciate you coming here. So I hope we'll have a, a really nice and, and good talk. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. I'm excited. Uh, this is my first podcast. So I'm, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, let's let's get started. Um, just so people know you a little more, um, could you go just uh, over about your history about I know you were in the army you you have like three degrees if I'm not wrong yeah Let's go a little bit over and I'm I will have some questions ready for you sure sure so again thanks for having me it's a it's a pleasure um so I'm from Toledo Ohio uh northwest Ohio uh went to undergrad in in Michigan went to a small liberal arts school Adrian College um the, the degrees thing kind of got out of hand with the military. I've been um, a military officer. I've been in the army almost 17 years. In October, it'll be 17 years. Um, so it's uh, it's been quite a ride over the move a lot and a lot of challenges. Been two years in Afghanistan, but uh, as far as degrees, I got my undergrad degree in chemistry from Adrian in 2003. Uh, it's a long time ago. It's coming up on my 20 year anniversary and, <laughs> and shortly. Uh, and then I got an undergrad, I'm sorry, I got a graduate degree in MA in education. Um, I taught high school science for a bit. I just taught for a year. Um, and then I got a, ma a master's in management and leadership from Webster University. Um, and then my most recent one was an MS in engineering management from University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Uh, so I've been lucky to, uh, you know, have some great opportunities. The army sent me all over the place, mm -hmm. um, getting ready to move again, actually. But uh, it's been, like I said, it's been quite a ride and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm still still trying to get better every day, so. Cool. Um, so uh, in the army, can you tell us a little bit more with like details and stuff? How was your experience you went to Afghanistan? So how was it? What do you learn? Um, I mean, anything that, that you you want to add about that experience? Yeah, sure. So I'm an Army engineer officer. Um, so we do a lot of different types of missions. I've had the pleasure of doing just a plethora of different things. I mean, I, I it's I can't even. It would take it, it would take several hours to to explain everything that we that we do as an engineering branch and engineering core. Uh, but as far as Afghanistan's concerned, my two deployments were uh, 15 months and nine months. Uh, my first one, uh, we were doing some route clearance stuff in Afghanistan. We were um, doing lots of different missions, training Afghans, training the national police, doing key leader engagements with uh, with some Afghan leadership. Uh, just basically, just basic counterinsurgency operations. Uh, long story short, um, my second deployment was a little bit different. 
this was towards, you know, sort of the end of the conflict. So we're doing some semi-permanent construction. Uh, we were closing bases, uh, kind of training Afghan army uh, folks on how to, you know, do things like close water wells, mm -hmm. uh, do things like force protection, uh, protect the local populace. Uh, things of that nature. So you've got one where it's like combat oriented and the other one is kind of like a stability operations, but all still within the shell of uh, counterinsurgency. So uh, like I said, I've had uh, the engineering branch, uh, we, they keep us, they keep us busy. So uh -huh. and what lessons um, from the army you take for your entire life? Is there any lessons? Uh, I mean, absolutely. Uh, from like a 30,000 foot perspective, um, I don't take myself too seriously. Um, I recognize that, um, you know, I'm not as important as anyone else. Uh, you get you get a you get a, a dose of reality when you go to a place like Afghanistan and come back home and you uh, you observe people complaining about things that they can't control, i.e. traffic, you know, um, the job they didn't get, the six pack that they're trying to get, or the millionaire that they're trying, you know, so the, just those sorts of things that don't really matter in the long run, yeah. you know, family, you know, uh, just very small wins, right? Looking out and having fresh air and sunshine and, you know, not being in poverty and things of that nature. So it's just from an overall, like I said, a 30,000 foot perspective, just gratitude uh, that we do, that we do live in the United States. And, um, I think that's the biggest lesson is just when you come home, it's just like, wow, you know, we can run out and get some, get a burger and fries and you can exercise whatever religion you want and you can work as hard or as little as you want. You can spend all day at the library if you want and get smart. Like, you know, uh, what's the guy from Tesla? Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but uh, yeah. So it's, it's just, you know, uh, we have a lot of freedoms that we take advantage of. So. Uh, that's probably the biggest lesson. So I I like that. I think that's that's huge. It's one word, but there's so much power in that word. Um, the other day we had two guest speakers that they they went through an accident, like a car accident, and mm -hmm. they had brain injuries and everything. Um, uh -huh. How hard it was to to the re rehab, you know? Yeah. So it's like you said, like those small things that. If we are grateful for those things, like oh, I, I can walk, you know, I can get up and absolutely. Water. I no, no, I don't need anyone else to to do this for me. I think that's if we focus on these small good things, um, mm -hmm. we have a, a long way to go. Being being grateful for for our lives, right? Absolutely. Yeah. They call that uh, they call that hunting the good stuff. <laughs> right. I like it. I like it. Um, and you went to to school did you play any sports in school in college yeah yeah i i had a great experience uh i went to a big high school mm -hmm. in toledo i uh, wasn't highly recruited i went to a small liberal arts school i wanted to continue to play basketball um so i played four years at adrian we had a great a great great time had a good career um matter of fact my my best friend is you know a guy i played basketball with my college roommate you know we Uh, we still hang out uh, to this day. I was just hanging out with his kids, you know, a few weeks ago. So um, 
had a great experience playing and I still try to play. I'm almost 40, so I'm not as athletic. But, um, I love the game. I still volunteer uh, on multiple, multiple coaching staffs as I travel from place to place. Uh, the game's taught me a lot. I'm still in contact with my college coach, um, Buck Riley. He's a, he's a great guy. I'm in contact with him and his family uh, regularly. Um, so the game is, has taught me a lot as well. Cool. And when you, you were younger, um, did you had plans of like trying to go pro? Uh, what were you trying to become when you were younger? Good question. I was never good enough to be to go pro. Um, so that was never in my in my mind frame. That was never an option. I just I just loved I wanted to continue to play. Um, like I said, I wasn't highly recruited. You know, we had some guys go division one, division two. And the interesting thing is those guys that got those scholarships didn't even they weren't even contributing on those teams. And uh, so you know in hindsight right like I, i'm glad that i had the chance to to play and contribute on those teams uh, that i was a part of so um again the word gratitude right like i was able to not focus as much you know as far as the recruiting process a lot of times guys get guys and girls you know they're consumed with i want to get recruited by duke and i want to go to the league and all those they get consumed with that and unfortunately uh it doesn't work out For, for a lot of for a lot of people and that was never in my All in right. my mind frame yeah. so um i've seen that you you are uh in sports a lot nowadays you are always working out and, and stuff so what does sports mean to you nowadays like do you see just as uh, a fun time uh i mean i don't think so because i've seen that you run a lot and you try to always <laughs> reach the highest goals possible so yeah. what sports mean to you nowadays uh well for me i've i've had a lot of adversity over in in the course of my life and for me exercise in general is therapeutic so um sports now have a different you know it's a different path i just completed my first triathlon in may uh which was i'm just glad i didn't drown right like i i uh It was a challenge, you know, I got professional, I actually got lessons from, you know, this lady at the YMCA. That was very, it was a humbling experience. Um, so sports now have a different meaning, but I still love to play, love to participate, love to compete. Um, I'm a type A guy, Leo, so I'm just naturally built that way. Youngest of three boys, so I had to fight for everything anyway. So I'm just used to just competition. Uh, and my job is, 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 is a, very competitive environment as well. So uh, sports are just an extension of what I've been doing my entire life, uh, what I do in the military. And like I said, it's therapeutic, like running in the rain, running in the snow, like all that. I mean, it's just it's just like a therapist chair, to be honest with you. So I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. I, I was going to ask you, like, uh, when you are running uh, the marathon, like, uh, what, what do you think? Because for some people, it's so hard. And I'm pretty sure that I'm not, I'm not, I don't know for you, but for many people, we think about giving up and yep. you don't even need to, to keep running, but you choose to keep running. Right. So what, what goes through your mind to, to keep going? Um, I think it's an extension of life. I mean, that might be a stretch, right? But I, I, I believe it. Um, so I think, uh, like I said, sports for me are therapeutic. And so 
when I encounter some sort of an adversity in my own life, um, I'm able to push forward because, you know, I just did a triathlon and a few years back, I would drown in the water. So if I have something happen at work, relationship problems, you know, whatever, again, talk about spending time in Afghanistan, you just, you just have perspective. So going through something that's difficult, um, you're just able to say to yourself, you've been there before, maybe not in the same capacity, but metaphorically speaking, you've been there before you've been to a place where like, you didn't know what was going to happen, what was going to happen next. But as long as you believe in yourself and believe in the work you put in, then everything's going to work out just fine. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, um, let's say the people that are here, they have a normal life. All right. So they don't have the perspective that you had when you were in Afghanistan, um, mm -hmm. how to be grateful, how yeah. those people can be grateful when they don't have that experience in the perspective that you had. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Yeah, <laughs> That's I tough. I mean, I, I mean, I have a 14 year old daughter and, um, it's hard to teach lessons, um, and have them stick until you experience it yourself. Um, so you can, I could tell you to, brush your teeth twice a day every day but you don't really understand the importance of it until you start getting cavities and you got to be in the dentist chair and having the dentist go and then you're like oh you know i'm not sure if i can curse in this podcast but um yeah but you you, you get a different experience right you're like oh my god i gotta do something different now um so personal experience is the best lesson so you're not it's hard i'm not sure how to answer that question i think it's hard because we're so entitled now. I mean, I could order, have, I could order food and have it here in 20 minutes, you know? So it's, it's, I don't know. I think the biggest thing though, is to surround yourself with, with people that give you that perspective, because, um, if you're surrounded by people that are complaining, that are negative, that are pessimistic, you are that person. I think one of the things that I've been lucky to have is good mentors and they always one of the things that I've heard is you are the five people you're closest to. So, um, if those five people are working nine to five and complaining every step of the way, then you're going to be the exact same way, uh, whether you believe it or not. So, um, okay. So, uh, comfort zone, uh, what that word means to you and how important you think is to get out of there or do you think it's, important to stay there for a while like what do you think about it? that's a good question uh i am i am a big fan of stepping out of comfort zones um talked about my triathlon i'll be honest i mean when i was in college i remember being at a at a lake my one of my good friends uh, has a has a lake house and when i was 20 something years old i almost drowned because we i couldn't swim right like i was a terrible swimmer um, so getting out of my comfort zone is, I mean, I'm, I, I was the only African-American male at this triathlon, right? Like people that look like me aren't great swimmers by and large, generally speaking, uh, that's just a random example. Um, and I'm, I'm a math and science guy and I'm also an athlete and those things don't go together. Usually, uh, like when I saw high school science, I mean, it's very rare to see a dude that coaches basketball and also teaches chemistry, marine biology, and earth science. 
you don't see that. Usually the coaches are teaching PE and health, nothing against those, but I mean, right. you know, it's different. Um, so comfort zones for me, I, I try to break them a lot and I try to, I'm a pretty good journaler. I keep a good journal and I try to, uh, keep track of what I'm working on and I'm always trying to do different stuff. Um, so that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm thinking about leaving the army, uh, in the next few years, cause I want to do some different stuff. So comfort zones for me, I try to tell me I'm trying to get my mom to exercise more and try to get her out of her comfort zone. Um, so I just, yeah, um, one of the best decisions I ever made was leaving my hometown though, because it allowed me to learn from different people and experience different cultures and all that. So, yeah. I know for sure. And I, I love that. Uh, I'm from Brazil and I am in Sylvania right now. So super cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I was in Kansas before I came here. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I've been experienced so many different things and I, I'm a true believer that once we expand our brain, our mind, our brain never comes back to the same size. Yeah, always, I agree. Always being to be bigger and bigger. So I, I love that. Congratulations for all uh, the achievements that you have. I, when I came across your profile, I, I was 100% sure that you, you could be a, a guest speaker for, for the athletic school. Um, and another thing that you mentioned about journaling and stuff, I think you are a good stoic, right? So yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm an aspiring stoic. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, so tell me, tell me more about the, the stoicism in your life. When, when you learn the, the concepts of stoicism and I mean, everything that you want to add about it, I love it. Talking sure. about sure yeah I, i love it too um honestly you know i've been divorced almost six years and i think one of the things you experience during that as a man is you almost have to reinvent yourself and um there's a lot in our lives that we can't control and um what i'm most proud of is my success of at rebuilding you know uh myself after all the adversity, you know, my dad died in December, my godmother died in May. So there's just a lot of things that we can't control. And uh, stoicism for me has been very powerful. The first book I read was Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And one of the things I find interesting is, you know, it's written in short, like two sentences at a time, right? So uh, reading it, I'm like, well, what is, I didn't really know how to take it at first, but I read it a couple of times now and, um, It's great because he he wakes up in the morning and he recognizes, you know, the difference between things he can't control and things that he can't. Um, and he does his best anyway, and it, it allows him to um, maintain focus dealing with, you know, people that are not going to appreciate some of the things that he provides for people. And I, I mean, I've just I've experienced levels of that in my own life. So um for me it's a it's like a perfect match it's like a it's it's exactly what i need because as a man an african-american man we're supposed to just figure it out you know there's negative stigmas associated with us you know seeking therapy and admitting that we're emotional and not crying and things like that and so for me stoicism has provided a space a safe space to um 
be able to be introspective about what I'm going through. And uh, again, journaling and, and therapy have been good for me too. But um, yeah, I'm an, I'm an aspiring stoic because of um, its impact and what I've got to deal with on a daily basis. Right. And just just makes sense, right? Like uh, uh, reading meditations and so many other books about stoicism, um, just just makes sense for for life for our lives right now um because mm -hmm. we focus so much on the things that we can control you know and i i saw the other day a video um ryan holiday he he meant he mentioned warren buffett and then yeah. like how people give their success in other people's hands you know and mm -hmm. how you can control that so when you Uh, define success as um, money, fame, and all this kind of stuff. Someone one day, uh, something is gonna come, and you won't be successful anymore. You know, so that's why uh, the Stoics they don't see success as something that uh, you need to give you you give to other people. You know, it's something that you, you should control. So, and I think that's that's simple. But at the same time, it's complex to absolutely to, to do it, you know. So I I love I'm I'm trying to learn um, every day more about it. Um, I really like uh, all the ideas that they have, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, yeah. all those guys. That I like, I I can't believe that they wrote all those things uh, a long time ago, and they apply to our lives nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah, they're still applicable. You know, those lessons are timeless, right. um, especially as men, uh, because, you know, especially in 2021, you know, we have to we have to move differently uh, and, and kind of there's just, you know, um, yeah, I think stoicism is, is something that a lot of young men need uh, to, to, to stay focused because there's so many detractors out there um, that can that can derail you. Uh, and especially, you know, uh, as, as we go through this transformation, so to speak, uh, of America, um, we also have to be grateful that we're here. Yeah. Um, and I think stoicism can can be a, a launching pad or like a linchpin to um, unlock that glass ceiling or just break through that glass ceiling because a lot of us are just prisoners of our own imagination. Like once you break through it, it's like, wait, I can do this, I can do this, I don't have to do this, uh -huh. I can move here, I can, you know, globalization has made the world smaller. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, right. there's a lot more that, yeah. Right, I don't, I'm not sure who says that, but probably Marx Aurelius or Seneca, and they say that you always should have your philosophy ready for when the hard time comes. And I think, I, I feel like that with Stoicism, because um, once we, we are going through something hard, we go back to meditations, for example, and there's always an answer for, for things. So you always always are reminded that you should never focus on the things that you can't control. Uh, you should always focus on the things that you, that you control, um, focus on the present right now. Don't, Absolutely. Don't, don't care about what's going to happen tomorrow or happened yesterday, you know, yeah. just, leave that moment right there um there's one thing that marx really says in the meditations that like when you don't want to get up in, in the morning you should think well but 
why what i'm made for you know am i sustain yeah. that i remember that there and and do yeah. the you know right i remember that 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 the thing clear in your in your mind becomes easier for you to to live life and keep achieving and achieving more and more absolutely so another guy he's not a stoic but uh jim Rohn. i'm not sure if you've heard of him uh, his content on youtube i one of my one of my routines is uh, i listen to a lot of content uh, on youtube in the mornings just have my ipad wherever i'm at just mm -hmm. set it on the counter or in the bathroom and just kind of get ready for it for the day and uh, i listen to a lot of him jim Rohn, eric thomas uh les brown just people like that yeah. um but jim Rohn says make sure i don't i don't butcher he, he says um success is the continual unfolding of the design of your life and then pulling it off so i, I had to rewind it a few times and listen to it because like i you know it's like uncommon knowledge he, he says success is the continual unfolding of the design of your life and then pulling it off so essentially if you want to you know backpack and live in a van the rest of your life if that's how you want your life to be designed then that in itself is success it doesn't have to be a millionaire with a uh, a model wife living on a beach having people feed you grapes like that's not that could be how you define success but it's up to the individual to define that and then if you can accomplish that then you know that journey is more important than the destination but um yeah that stuck with me i i like i said i like the journal a lot and that thing stuck with me really uh that's one of my favorite quotes because um it's easy to look at someone with more money you know a hot wife and all these material things and attribute that to success when in fact that person could be one of those miserable people on the face of the earth uh because they maybe their their design didn't work out the way that they wanted it to so yeah yeah no i i like that um so our our main goal here in the athletic school is to try help athletes creating a better mindset you know um and i feel like uh, so many young athletes or people that want to go professional they think uh, sports as a as a way to get famous a way mm -hmm. to get rich or you know get Absolutely. more money and stuff like that uh, right. but we know that that that's that's not true you know like of course Absolutely. money is good you you know you you can buy stuff and i get that but once you do just because of the money uh that's that's pretty dangerous because well you're gonna you don't have a purpose you know so right the money is gonna buy you a house but won't buy you a home gonna buy um a bed for you but won't buy your sleep you know a, a nice right. night of sleep so right. yeah so we I, I like what you said that's that's what we we're trying to to do here you know to not change but also help the athletes um creating that perspective you know and seeing sports in so many different ways and good ways uh that we can help another people we can help ourselves uh and and then cre then creating um having a better performance achieving a peak performance you know and stuff like that so i totally agree yeah i um so 
I think it's we place too high of a premium on sports and athletes right now. Um, so I think that's one of the bigger problems in sports. Uh, like I said, I do a lot of volunteer work and I see it. Um, I see these kids who are like in the eighth grade that are getting like ranked and their parents are traveling every weekend with them to these tournaments, 24, seven, 365 it's basketball. Um, and it's just, you know, it, I'm not, I'm not, you know, downplaying the importance of, of, of work. If you, that's what you want to do. Um, but at some point we have to figure out like, Hey, it, does this person actually want to do this? Or is it the parents aspiration to get this kid, uh, a division one scholarship and, and go pro. Jalen Rose is an ex-NBA player, and he always talks about the microwave culture uh, that we live in, where kids just want to, you know, in 30 seconds, they want to have the money, the cars, and everything that comes along with it, uh, versus being in a crock pot, slow cooker, you know what I mean? Slow grind. And um, I think it's a bit, I think it's a problem, because there's nothing wrong with having your own plumbing business. You don't have to be an NBA player. Uh, you can be a very successful plumber. You can be a very successful electrician, have your own barbershop, have your own, you know, clothing company or an engineer or a teacher. Those are those are awesome careers to, to aspire to. Or if you want to do real estate, have multiple streams of revenue. That's cool, too. But being an athlete is it's so rare. Right. So, yeah, no, I I agree with you. Like, uh, um if you are doing something for you, for yourself, the other day, our guest speaker, Katie, she mentioned like, uh, just believe in yourself and do, make sure you are doing something that you want, that you like, not your parents, because, uh, yeah. because it, unfortunately that's, that's common. You know, there's so many kids doing because their parents want them to go to one, get a scholarship, go professional, became famous and, and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I like what you said. There's nothing wrong with doing this or that, but if you want to do that, you know. So if you want to do that, I think you should always go for it and, and do as, as hard as you can. Um, I agree. So I was gonna, I have a couple more questions for you. So I saw that you read a lot of books and yeah. you always kind of do a review about, about them in your Instagram and stuff. So what, what are the importance of reading for you um in how you share how, how you share those those i mean that knowledge that you get from the books with other people that's a great question uh so i'll start uh my answer with having the the pleasure of having great mentors um and the consistent theme is reading more reading more reading uh, these guys and, and girls are always talking about more books. Would you read or check this book out, this and that? And initially I was resistant to it. <laughs> I didn't like it at first. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Um, so I'm not gonna, you know, act like it was, it was, you know, a match made in heaven. I was very resistant to it at first. Um, but I think reading does a few things for me. Um, and there's second and third order effects associated with with reading too. 
Um, but we talked about my degrees earlier and I was, I wasn't really reading to learn things. I was reading for a grade, reading to get a degree, you know, to move on to the next thing. And there's a difference between reading for algebra class and trigonometry and, and, and doing the practice, doing the, 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 the homework and doing the reading for organic chemistry and, and doing, you know, all that, that's, that's important, but, uh, it's also just rote memorization it's not you're not applying you know uh functional groups in organic chemistry in your daily life unless you work in a lab or something mm -hmm. um so i didn't really read a lot for non-school stuff uh, but reading for me does a lot I, i'm just i become more curious yeah. from reading which is like it's almost like a tapeworm you know for information so like uh i've gotten into real estate as a result of it because I was just interested in multiple streams of revenue. Mm -hmm. um, reading got, about guys like Grant Cardone and guys like that and how they have built their real estate empire. Yeah. Um, as a military officer, uh, it's helped my understanding of what the future looks like based on previous battles. Right now I'm reading a book called Engineers of Victory, uh, which chronicles you know some struggles with World War II. Um, and then uh, I think just how to navigate life just um books by guys like jordan peterson he's one of my favorite authors uh guys like malcolm gladwell um those are some of my favorite guys to read um and i just i don't know it's it's created like a hunger to to get more information um and i think like i talked about second and third order effects um it, it also when you're reading it takes you away from everything else like you're not watching the NBA because they're just shooting threes anyway. Uh, you're not um, out at clubs or, you know what I mean? It takes you away yeah. from the extraneous things that aren't improving your life. And, um, and talk about Jim Rohn again. He taught, he says, he has this saying where he goes, um, you can reach the top shelf by standing on the books you've read. And I was like, shit that's powerful stuff yeah, um think about that like reach the top shelf by the books that you standing on the books you've read um so i don't know i mean for me it's just uh, it's been a cool experience and also it's 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 not normal for dudes to read uh a lot and when i meet people and they're like hey what are you up to i'm just people don't believe me sometimes to be honest <laughs> like uh, no you're not i'm just well i I just got these books from Amazon or thrift books or whatever. Uh, so it's been fun. It's not like a chore. So no, I enjoyed I, it. I love that. And I think um, so many people have problems with reading is because unfortunately, school is forcing them to read some stuff that they don't like it. Mm -hmm. But right. I, I was like that. My mom was always telling me, oh, you should read this, you should read that. Um, until the day that I read a book that I love it and then well today I can't stop anymore you know and it's it's kind of hard to explain but um, it's there's a lot of knowledge in uh, in the books that we don't get from the outside world yeah know? totally so, agree yeah and I, I like that you were saying about um, experiences and stuff when you were in school and 
and I remember I was reading the other day and the guy was mentioning that our brain learn by experience. This yeah. is learn for you sitting there and watching someone doing something, you know? So I, that's that's why I think we when we read, we always should apply as well. The, yeah. other, the other day I was also reading and listening to a guy, other guy podcast and he mentioned like a, when he reads something that he likes, um, he highlights in the book and yeah. he, all, he tries to apply that in his life in 24 hours. So Interesting. once he, he does that, that thing by experience is in his brain right now, you know, and he <laughs> won't forget. So I, I think that's, that's powerful books has a, a so much power on them that like, uh, I wish more people could be reading. I think we, we have a lot to learn. And I mean, I, I that's something that I also wanna, I wanna introduce to people here in the athletic school because I've learned so much that I think would be uh, egoist from my part to not share those. Yeah, the things that I agree. I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, I try to do something similar with like my nieces and nephews and things like that. But you know, like I said, I, I personally was resistant to it, so they're equally resistant. Yeah. And all you can do is be like, "Hey, did you, you know." Uh, so, for example, "Rich Dad Poor Dad" is one of the books I've gotten for them. Um, one of the first books, you know, that was was flipping common sense on its on its head, talking about you know. Uh, just because you have a great job doesn't mean that you are kind of well off because the more money you make, if your expenses go up, you're still going to be just as poor mm -hmm. as if you're, you know, working at Walmart because, you know, you've got a thousand dollar car payment, you got a two thousand dollar mortgage and you're sending your kids to private school and you're going out for stakes every, you know, so um, it was a powerful book for me and I try to, because uh, a lot of times we're just we don't get taught finance uh, in school. We don't talk about assets and liabilities. So it's just another reason that I like to read is because, you know, uh, not to sound like a commercial, but I mean, it is it is powerful stuff. Yeah. Because uh, if you're interested in something, then read about it. Because we've, we're in this arena where there's so much misinformation out there. Everything gets partisan and people get emotional. And so the great thing about a book is that you can just follow, you can find somebody that you admire that writes about something that you want to learn about from his or her perspective and that's it no spin so i love that i love that yeah thanks thanks for sharing that um all right just to, to kind of wrap it up here is a question sure. that we always ask um, our guest speakers is how you define success how you measure success in your life oh, that's a great question um I would consider myself a success right now. Um, and that might sound egotistical. That may sound, um, I'm not sure how it sounds, but um, all things considering my perspective makes me successful. Uh, because uh, I've been able, my, I'm happy with my body of work, um, but I'm also not satisfied with it. Um, you know, my great grandparents were sharecroppers. My parents were we were, I mean, looking back on it, we didn't want for anything, but we were probably lower to middle class, somewhere in between there. Um, we weren't poor, but, you know, we weren't 
going on vacations to the beach and right. you know what I mean like I started working when I was 14 because I wanted my own money and and I look at myself and you know I, I would consider myself a progression from 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 them yeah. um so I would consider myself a success now so how do I measure it um I try to keep a, a good handle on what I'm working on like quarter to quarter um, as far as buying more real estate, having additional streams of revenue, like ambassadorships with with Instagram, uh, and then trying to plan my next career after the military. Um, how I would measure that is how hard I'm attacking it, because I'm not really worried about the results. I mean, I just, uh, I'm okay with the results. I think that's a part of stoicism is like going hard and then being like, whatever, you know, if it works out great, if it doesn't, I'll work hard tomorrow too. So, yeah, no, I I love that. For I'll take that for for my for my notes about success. Um, one question you are mentioning about your grandparents, your parents, and now from all the generation in your family, you consider yourself successful. So, how can you pass that to your daughter, to your kids? Um. Well, first, you know. Um, just teaching the lessons um but again it's hard to kind of bottle up my experiences with and like like a usb port and put it in her you know what i mean like that's that's not it's you know best case scenario you know she she understands some of the things that i've been through and can translate that into her life and, and be better than i was better than i am uh but there's no guarantees so i would just say just be the best person the best dad the best the best i can be and i just hope for the best um you know uh, it's i think you know especially with my dad passing you know it it, it I'm, it's still hard to to deal with at this point and so um i've just got a, a better appreciation for for where i am in this in this moment and just do my best regardless because we've only got so much time So I can't really worry about what she's going to turn out like. That's not, that's, that's stupid in my opinion. Just do your best and hopefully it turns out the way it's supposed to. If it doesn't, then I did my best. All right. Yeah. Uh, sorry about your dad. And I'm pretty sure that he's proud of you. Um, I hope so. What, what, what a lesson, uh, this, this episode with you, um, Thanks very much, so much for sharing all those things. Um, is there any books, quotes? I mean, I probably has a lot of books that you would like to share, I would say, but yeah. is there any quotes, books or podcasts that you that you took throughout your life that you mm -hmm. want to share with the people that are listening to us? Uh, so books, I mean, I, I love Jordan Peterson. Uh, so 12 Rules for Life is one of the best books in my library. Um, and then Beyond Order uh, is, is, his, is his latest book. Um, those are probably my top two. All right. um, and I, I just finished a, a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. Mm -hmm. uh, we, got, we got some thunderstorms. So that's what that light flickering is, is happening. Um, but Thinking Fast and Slow kind of breaks the brain down into two systems. So it's like your intuition versus your ability to think about things and make, and, and make decisions based on 
you're you're having time to make decisions and it's like a series of vignettes it's it's a really good book mm -hmm. um so those are probably be my top three um but then i you know depending on what people like i just i like to read about real things i'm not real big into fiction like yeah. you know like Me lord too. of the rings and things like that so um no offense but that's just not my style but those are probably my top three and then podcasts joe rogan uh he's great he's got a lot of different people on it uh astrophysicists comedians ceos athletes so i love, I love that it's and it's long so like when i'm driving you know road trips i can zone out right well thank you so much for for sharing all of that i i really appreciate um next time that you are here in Toledo, let's let's meet in person yeah that'd be awesome possible but yeah thanks so much for for taking the time to talk with us i'm pretty sure that a lot of people will will like and will learn a lot from from all those those teachings that you just did <laughs> cool well thank you again yeah. pleasure thanks